Today's program is going to be about dentists. Should they provide pre-diabetes preventive care? If there's one thing recurring rant that I have, it's that we think we've got a COVID pandemic, but we're clueless because we've had long before the COVID epidemic and during the COVID epidemic, we've got a pre-diabetes epidemic and everybody seems to be okay with it. We seem to be ignoring it, including the folks that should be leading the charge against this problem are doctors. And quite often the rant sounds like it's turning into a criticism of docs again. You know, here's the thing. I've spent a lifetime recruiting and managing doctors. They're just like everybody else. Most of them are really good people and they continue to respond to their environment. Docs tend to blame some of the problems in detecting and managing prediabetes on insurance companies and patients. And the reality is insurance companies and patients, both as groups, they need to level up as well as the doctors. So here we go. We're gonna talk about prediabetes and participation of another healthcare group, a healthcare group that tends to see patients more often than primary care doctors better access dentists. So despite strong evidence in national policy supporting type two diabetes prevention, little is known about type two diabetes prevention in the primary care setting. I would add editorially that we do know that it's not good. This article is the National Survey of Primary Care Physicians Knowledge, Practices and Perceptions about prediabetes. So you'll see the term PCP, primary care physician. PCPs had limited knowledge of risk factors for prediabetes screening, laboratory diagnostic criteria for prediabetes, and management recommendations for patients with prediabetes. Only 36% of PCPs refer patients to a diabetes prevention lifestyle change program as their initial management approach. 43% discuss metformin immediately. So in other words, you know, as is typical, they go straight to the prescription pad. Sure, medications are very appropriate. Lifestyle is three times more important. I mean, we've covered those that research, that science multiple times. PCPs believe that barriers to type 2 diabetes prevention are both at the individual level. In other words, well, I told the patient to lose weight and he didn't. Well, it's not that simple. And at the system level as well, lack of weight loss resources. PCPs blame the problem on patients and insurance companies. So if you look at this infographic here from Helio, 8% of primary care docs in a survey knew that the ADA recommended a minimum weight loss of 7%. 25% may be identifying patients as having prediabetes when they actually have diabetes. And we see that a lot. And it wasn't covered in that survey, but as you know, we see it time and time again each month on this YouTube channel and with the practice that quite often docs tell patients, you're fine, I checked your A1C and you don't have a problem. Or more often, much more often, they say, you're fine, I checked your fasting glucose and the patient had full-blown diabetes. Back to the Helio survey, 42% identified the correct range of fasting glucose to indicate pre-diabetes, less than half. And again, this is the doctors. So should dentists be providing care in this space? You know, you say, well, if the doctors don't know it, maybe the dentists are gonna know worse. There's a major component and we didn't cover this yet. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about some of the issues. Yes, the CDC has recommended that dentists provide prediabetes and diabetes prevention care, which should include, at a minimum, awareness, education, and screening. And let me read through this. This came out of, this was a study done using NHANES. NHANES is the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey. It's become part of the census 
And what they do is, you know, just like the census to find out who's in the country, what our trends are in terms of a population, they take a subsample of the census and do full-blown health and nutrition surveys as well as examination because then they can start understanding a little bit more about the health of our country. Now, let me read this quote out of that study. Screening for prediabetes at dental visits has the potential to alert an estimated 22.36 million adults of their risk for prediabetes or diabetes. Screening for prediabetes and diabetes during dental visits has the potential to raise patients' awareness of diabetes risk and prevent prediabetes from progressing to diabetes. For some patients, the dental visit may be the only point of contact with the healthcare system, which heightens the importance of including diabetes risk assessment for patient well-being. Dentists are in a unique position in terms of public health. They see patients' gums all day. And again, what do gums have to do with it? I mentioned that in the teaser in the beginning. Gum disease is associated with heart attack and stroke. Why is that? Guess what the major cause of gum disease is? Prediabetes. It may not be a widely known fact, but inflamed reddish and bleeding gums are early warning signs of prediabetes. Prediabetes, metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance are all parts of the same disease process as type 2 diabetes. It's just that a bunch of officials got together one day and decided we're not going to call it full-blown diabetes until it reaches a certain level. But it's the same disease process. This disease process leads to over 75% of cardiovascular inflammation, arterial plaque, heart attack, stroke. By far, this is the leading cause of heart attacks, which are the number one cause of death, and strokes, the number one cause of permanent disability, blindness, kidney damage, and among other things. If you're sitting on the other side of the camera saying, wow, this doc's pushing it too hard. No, you're not going to get real damage until you get diabetes. Well, go back. I mean, we've covered this in several other videos. Go back and look at the research. Google prevalence of retinopathy, eye damage at the time of type 2 diabetes diagnosis. In other words, and you'll find it, it's between one and two thirds of people already have retinal disease, retinopathy, before they have their diagnosis of full-blown diabetes. Indicating, as you might think, if you're thinking rationally, prediabetes causes this kind of damage too. It's not something that waits until you get a formal diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. Well, that's for other people, right? It's not for me. I don't have that problem. My dentist never told me that. Most dentists don't tell you that. They do what my dentist friends call drill, fill, and bill. In other words, they drill, they fill the cavity, and they bill the patient. They get so used to seeing bleeding gums that it just goes right over their head. But it's very common. As you see here, half of American adults suffer from gum disease. So, you know, you want to connect some dots. Half of American adults suffer from gum disease. Half of American adults have prediabetes. Prediabetes is the number one cause of gum disease. If you just look at some of the more subtle information out there, things start to become much clearer. In the U.S., the CDC and NIH said, yes, dentists should become more involved in prediabetes awareness and care. In the U.K., the Royal College of Surgeons has recommended this as well. Other groups support it as well. American Academy of Periodontology and the European Federation of Periodontology have given specific recommendations. 
and they are. Practitioners should make patients aware of the evidence that periodontitis or disease around the tooth, gum disease, is a risk factor for developing cardiovascular disease. Periodontitis patients with comorbidities, high blood pressure, increased body fat, tobacco use, etc., should see their doctor at a minimum yearly or be referred to other doctors. Practitioners should address risk factors in the dental setting and context of periodontal disease. For example, diet, smoking cessation, exercise, blood pressure, glucose checks. You know, as I mentioned before, and this came out of another article you see over here on the right. As I mentioned before, I understood it when I heard some docs that really didn't think prevention-wise, didn't think public health, didn't think population-based. But I heard of a recent, just a couple of years ago, a doc in who does prevention for a living. And they were talking about dentists getting involved in this space. And his quote was, what are they doing? Do they want to play doctor? What can I say to that? Oh, in fact, that's a good point for this next slide. So I haven't seen this movie. It's not really my taste, but it's a great example. And I found a blog recently by a dentist who's talking about that. The comment was, do you mind if I take a look? I'm actually a doctor. Yeah, well, you're just a dentist. You're a dentist. Don't try and get fancy. You're only a dentist. Unfortunately, these quotes are very way too common. It implies that dentists are going outside of their professional practice roles if they provide prediabetes prevention services. This is a negative impression, and this negative impression on dentists and their profession is only the tip of the iceberg. This physician elitist approach results in the loss of valuable prediabetes prevention services. As I mentioned on the last slide, as in 22 million American adults not finding out that they have prediabetes. You know, there's just so many chunks. And this is one of the biggest ones where adults are not finding out about this problem. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at prevmedhealth.com. To learn more, watch our videos on YouTube at Ford Brewer MD MPH. Thank you very much for your interest.